and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Relay FM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Jillian Parker. Hi, Quinn. How are you doing, Jillian? Uh, <laughs> I've been better, but it's fine. How are you? I'm much better than you. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, I had my laptop stolen yesterday, along with my wallet, passport, all identification, money, my laptop, my German books, my sense of dignity. Um, and it was my 21st birthday yesterday, so that's good. But yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Jillian went to a coffee shop on her birthday and her backpack was stolen, along with apparently everything she owns. Yeah. This is why you should never put all your books in one backpack. Oh my god. I, I am sorry, but... I do also have to say that I feel like you're a little bit cursed. Things like this just happen to you that don't seem to happen to anyone else. Yeah, and I'm I really, realized. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but also I'm kind of concerned that by being too close to you, this will start to affect me as well. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Say lovey. On the bright side. You should now have a much better rest of your 22nd year comparatively to how it started. Yes, that is true. It can only go up from here, so it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Also, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Ugh. The worst holiday of the year. Okay, you can't say that because you said New Year's Eve was the worst holiday of the year. You have to Wait, pick no, one. didn't I say New Year's Eve was the second worst holiday and that this was the first worst holiday? I don't remember. I thought you I thought you ended up deciding you hated New Year's Eve more. Ooh, I think you're right because at least, well, I my the one redeeming factor about Valentine's Day was that it was also my birthday, but in retrospect, <laughs> it's not looking so hot right now. Okay, so Valentine's Day has now earned the title of worst holiday for you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just so we're clear, just so we're keeping the tally. We're keeping the we're keeping the tally, but you had a lovely Valentine's Day. I had a nice Valentine's Day. I mm-hmm. did. I had a valentine. That's cool. My heart. (laughs) No, I was thinking about, though, I actually, I really enjoyed Valentine's Day. Um, Not just the part where I, like, went out with someone. That was very nice. But um, also just because seeing everything on Twitter all day, I think it's because the people that I'm following on Twitter and talking to on Twitter are mostly older, and they're married or have been in really long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. And so their relationships are so much cuter than the people, than my peers, because... We're over here like, wow, I've been dating this person for three weeks, whatever. Um, but, you know, when you've actually been married and have children and then you're posting pictures and you're like, oh, I still love you like the day I met you. And I'm like, okay, that's adorable. And I'm so happy to see all of this love being shared right now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and you're just like, nope. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... I'm also extremely biased right now because of what happened yesterday, so I have recency effect going on. Yeah. Um, well, it's fine. We'll let the events of the world distract you from the events of your laptop, because who knows where that is. Oh, yeah. One question, though. Quinn, are you a chocolates person or a flowers person? Oh. Okay. So, you, you I noticed you said something about this. Um, I'm kind of torn. I used mm-hmm. to say chocolates, 
But recently, I've really gotten into flowers. They're just so pretty, and then mm-hmm. you just put... I know, th- I know that they die and whatever, but while they're alive, they're so beautiful, and you get to put them in the middle of your room, and you can see them all the time, and they make you happy, so... And also, like, I feel like flowers are always given to you by someone else. Like, I'm not gonna go to, like, the, flo- uh, the florist and you know, like, come back with a bouquet of flowers, and if I come, if I did that, you'd be like, oh, who got you the flowers? If I came back with, like, chocolate, you'd be like, oh, yes, you got chocolate, give me some, (laughs) you know? That is true. I mean, you can buy flowers for yourself, especially Mm -hmm, if you're buying them for a household or something, but especially if they're, it's a bouquet, it's like, generally Mm -hmm. you are getting that for someone else, Mm -hmm. or someone else is getting it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Buy us flowers. (laughs) I like lilies. (laughs) What is your favorite flower? Do you want to guess? Rose? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if rose would be my favorite flower if it wasn't my name, because it's a cliche or whatever, but they are beautiful. Um, And so... But what color, though? I like white roses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm extra. (laughs) I feel like white roses aren't extra. I think they're. I, I think feel they like are. Pink roses are the most extra. Okay, I'll give you that. Pink roses are the most extra, but I think white roses are more than red because red is like okay, your yeah, base that's color. Fair. So pink, white, red. Yeah. Okay. They're I'm glad all... that we got that hierarchy down. <laughs> yeah, there are other color roses, but they don't matter right now because yeah, exactly. Valentine's Day. So <laughs> when we've established that, uh, we can move on and talk about how the presidential administration is crumbling as we speak. Mm, yeah. So. I will give it to him. I think Michael Flynn is having a worse day than I did yesterday. You make some good points. <laughs> so this whole fiasco has been um, developing over the last several months. And we have definitely seen this coming. We, we knew this was going to happen even during the election. But there has been a member of the Trump administration compromised and forced to resign because of his relationship with Russia. And it only took, what, not even 30 days. What a surprise. One of Trump's advisors is too friendly with Russia? So basically what happened was during the election, uh, there were, according to national intelligence agencies, instances of Russian interference in the election in terms of hacking DNC emails, um hijacking various hashtags to spread misinformation, just basically doing their best to um, do various exposing and misinformation campaigns um, targeting the DNC and Hillary Clinton in order to help Trump win the presidency. And basically all the intelligence agencies agreed that Russia had some amount of influence or, I mean, technically we cannot prove that they impacted the election in a significant way because there's just no way to prove that, but at least attempted to um, help Trump win. Mm -hmm. And so Obama announced that he was going to be placing greater sanctions on Russia because, of course, we have a very back-and-forth relationship with Russia as it is. Remember that Cold War thing was not that actually that long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But Putin was just kind of like, meh, that's fine. I don't really care. Um, Which is very concerning that they were kind of blasé about the whole thing and it raised a lot of questions like why is Russia reacting like this? And then it came out that 
Michael Flynn, who is the National Security Advisor, Mm -hmm. is his official title, or was his official title, um, had a conversation with Kislyak, Mm -hmm. I think is how you say his name, I don't speak Russian, um, but the Russian ambassador. What's also funny is that I've been reading articles about this, and they keep mentioning how they were, like, texting back and forth, and they text each other happy holidays on Christmas, and it was like, (laughs) you're literally texting this guy? And all I can picture is them texting back and forth, like, hey, you up? (laughs) (laughs) Sliding into his DMs. (laughs) Anyway, um, but seriously, so... He had this conversation, and in this conversation, discussed the sanctions, and as far as we know, probably basically said, no, Trump's going to be nice, um, mm-hmm. not going to enforce these sanctions, the relationship with Russia is going to be a lot friendlier once he takes office, which again, probably is not a surprise to anyone. Um, um, yeah, but not only did he like mislead everyone by saying this um, with about having these conversations or not having these conversations with the Russian ambassador... Um, so he may have lied to the FBI. So that's a felony. Yeah, um, but, like, he said that he didn't have these conversations. He said that he didn't talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, sanctions. Yeah. yeah, but I think it, this article was, like, they can't, like, say anything yet. Um, but basically, yeah. Well, we know, for, we know for sure that he lied to most people that he talked to about this. Yes, like he definitely. Told, he mm-hmm. lied to Trump and Pence and various other people, said that he did not. Mm-hmm. Well... Allegedly, none of these people knew that he talked about sanctions. For all we know, it's going to come out um, an hour after we record this, probably, that certain other people in the administration knew exactly what was happening. Right next to the news that Beyonce is having triplets, not twins. (laughs) Yep. But for now, Mm -hmm. um, lied to a lot of people about having these conversations about sanctions, which is totally legal Mm -hmm. to have these conversations because um, at that time, like, he was not the president's security advisor because Trump wasn't president. Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny how in one of the articles we read, um, Flynn was like, oh, well, like, I apologize to, you know, Trump and Pence and, like, they've accepted my apology. And it's like, "Mm, okay. Like, because I, I I don't know, like, people say they're sorry to me and I'm just like, eh, okay, it's fine. But, like, is it fine? No. Don't think it's really fine. Um... Especially because he then resigned as security advisor. Yeah. And he also said he admitted to, quote-unquote, accidental wrongdoing. Accidental wrongdoing? Yeah. So his full statement is, Unfortunately, because of the fast pace of events, I've definitely used Alex before, I inadvertently briefed the vice president-elect and others with incomplete information regarding my phone calls with the Russian ambassador. I sincerely apologize to the president and vice president, and they have accepted my apology. Literally, this is such a juvenile excuse. Like, oh, I don't know. It happened so fast. I don't I don't remember what happened or exactly what we said. And do you really not remember what you said on the phone? Yeah, I agree that's a juvenile excuse. But I don't... To be... In his one line of defense, I don't remember everything that I said on the phone. I, I especially feel with, like, phone calls. Like, it's like, oh, I don't remember this one thing exactly. But then I don't make something up instead, you know? It's just like, oh, I don't remember. Like, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Unclear. But he did not do that. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's a total mess. And right now there's so many question marks. The whole thing is one huge question mark. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like what they're hoping is that he resigns now and then everyone goes, oh, okay, the problem left. But we still have so many problems because we don't know 
who knew what and when they knew it. Mm -hmm. And there's so much potential for extremely illegal activity there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, I do want to say, um, there were comments from Republicans basically saying, let's not investigate because partisanship. Wait, they said that, and you're calling it partisanship, or they said that because partisanship? No, no, wait. There was a... Like, they blamed it on partisanship. Let me find... They didn't blame it on partisanship, but, like, the literal comment was, um, Rand Paul said it made no sense for Republicans to investigate Republicans. Wait, I thought... Wouldn't... I I feel like people would be up for that. I just don't think it'd be useful to do investigation after investigation, particularly of your own party. We'll never even get started on doing the things we need to do, like repealing Obamacare for spending our whole time having Republicans investigate Republicans. I think it makes no sense. Okay, I usually don't agree with Rand Paul, like, ever, because he has no spine or anything, but, like, he has a point. Like, that's not something you should say. It's like, oh, like, whatever, they'll just get away with it, but... Like, if you do want to invest the resources and invest the time in finding out what's going on, then you need to, you can't have, like, Republicans digging into this, because then, like, what if one Republican's like, oh, like, we'll just cover it up, and the other Republican's like, yeah, okay, and then it's just going to be a huge mess, like, more of a mess. Well, my point is not that this is an ineffective plan to just not investigate things. My point is that that's slimy and probably illegal, is to say that even if illegal activity happened, we shouldn't investigate other Republicans because that harms our agenda. It should not be an agenda when you're talking about international treaties and stuff like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like, we're getting into constitution territory. It's not, oh, I'm just so frustrated. No, I'm like, I just want to, <laughs> are you really not like horrified by this? I mean, I am, but like, Hillary Clinton. Okay. I know we're going to bring up the emails. I'm going to bring up the emails. She was literally the Secretary of State and she had like her her own email. She was just using it from like a private server. No, see, I think that is more to my point though because here's the thing. <laughs> yes, that was wrong and she got investigated for it. She should have been investigated for it. But she was investigated she- by Republicans. So then basically if you want to parallel that then um, he's right when he's, when he's like, oh, well then the Democrats should be investigating us. No, that's so, but this whole thing is so hypocritical. Almost everything that was against Hillary Clinton in this election was about security and the idea that she had this private email server and was vulnerable to attacks supposedly, um, and people had so many problems with it. And yes, like there definitely were strong problems with that and she did get investigated, but, um, Trump is so so horrible on security like absolutely disgusting violations of security protocols and it's horrifying and they're and the republicans are just sitting there going "Mm, well he's a republican so we shouldn't investigate him yeah i don't have anything to say to that that's completely valid (laughs) i'm so mad yeah i yeah, that's that's messed up. I know you're having a hard time and you're just looking at me like, okay, Quinn, but oh my god. No, 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 you're, you're upset about, like, actual things that matter. I'm upset, like, I lost my German books. Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> Those are both valid things I to I just have about. no more emotional, like, energy to exert right now. Yeah, but, um, and also to get more into what I just alluded to. So we have all of these issues with um, potential conversations with Russia, including with Russia, all of that madness. Um, And then 
as I mentioned, really bad security issues. There have been several instances of stuff like this, like um, there's a possibility that Trump has just been leaving classified things around, leaving um, keys to classified information around, just ridiculous stuff, and then had a national security meeting basically in public over the weekend. Great. No, you know what? Uh, do you remember when, or at least my parents did this when I was younger, I, w- I wasn't supposed to go into certain rooms just because, like, I could break something or, you know, and then so they always had, like, those fence things up. Oh, oh yeah, like the you, like, child gate. Yes, gaze. the child gate. So, like, I, don't, I didn't fall down the stairs, you know? Yeah, yeah like I think that. they one of those on our stairs. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they should do that with Trump. <laughs> just, like, put up these barricades around the White House so he just doesn't go into rooms. They could just put stairs different places. <laughs> um, and then it came out recently that Trump's afraid of stairs. Um, what? Oh, you didn't see this? No. No, he has a serious problem with stairs. Apparently this is well documented and he had to hold, who was it? Um, I think it was the British Prime Minister. He, like, held her hand going down the stairs because he was so freaked out by them. Interesting. Maybe so he's, he's like a cow. He can go upstairs, but he can't go downstairs? I think he, has, he can't go up or downstairs. He just doesn't like stairs. Hmm, interesting. I mean, he can, but he doesn't like them. Um, and I mean, that's, that's like a legitimate phobia that people have, but also, What? <laughs> You own a hotel, like, industry, <laughs> like, uh, okay, uh, fine, like, I guess elevators, but what happens if you're on, like, the 22nd floor and there's a fire, like? Anyway, so Trump doesn't like stairs. That's a side point. Um, but he was at the Mar-a-Lago, which is his resort hotel thing in Florida, whatever, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, so he's at this resort. He's having dinner with um, the Prime Minister of Japan. And then they received news that North Korea uh, performed a missile test, which of course is very concerning because North Korea. And they remained at their table um, and had, like, the I think the Japanese group was kind of in one huddle and the American group was in another huddle. And they were having this conversation still at this table they have documents out and here is the here's the best part they pulled aides pulled out their cell phones and were using cell phone flashlights to illuminate the documents they were literally pointing their cell phone cameras at these documents yeah and people this guy so he was at this resort um it's his resort and it's private um and you have to pay two hundred thousand dollars to be a member gross um and someone there took pictures of this happening and posted it on facebook and it's like isn't this cool and then (laughs) then the pictures got taken down and his facebook account was deleted (laughs) yep guess it's not that cool yeah oh yeah no i that's yeah if the cameras are involved and like flash okay Okay, that happened to me during, like, a, my doctor's appointment, and, you know, like, I didn't know what they were doing. Like, it could have been anything, but, um... I don't know what you just said. What? Yeah, so I went to the doctors, and they were, like, looking at stuff, and then they didn't have a flashlight. So this one woman... So the doctor said to her assistant, like, can you just get a flashlight? And she was like, I only have the one on my phone. And the doctor was like, okay, fine, just use that. And so they were, like, examining me, like while this woman was holding like an iphone 6 plus like in my, like 
on my body, and just, it was just really weird and uncomfortable, and I was just like, well... That is too much. This yes. is what my life has come to. Yeah. Um, yeah, not appropriate for doctor's appointments, not appropriate for potentially classified documents. Yeah, but I think this is a little riskier, considering it's, you know, the safety of the United States. Yeah, you know, but... only one of the most powerful nations in the world. It's <laughs> fine. Everything is fine. Ugh, literally, yikes. Well, talking about breaking the rules, Russia apparently deployed a land missile yesterday, which goes against a um, Cold War treaty that the U.S. and Russia had. Um, so basically what happened was yesterday, Moscow... Um, deployed an SSC-8 cruise missile, which is, which violates the 1987 INF deal accredited with ending the Cold War. And this comes, of course, with uh, the Trump administration not having a national security advisor. So basically, this thing has been around since Obama's administration in 2014. Um, Russia has been developing these land missiles. Um, and the U.S. is aware of that, so it's they've been paying a close attention to it, I guess. But I guess... This escalates very quickly since, you know, they deployed it yesterday. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, this hasn't this hasn't been officially confirmed. Sources from US officials have said this, but the State Department hasn't made any official comment and there mm-hmm. hasn't been any kind of formal accusation with them violating the treaty yet. Mm-hmm. Um so that this is like a very very, very mi- up in the air, very allegedly. Yeah. Um but, but still not a great thing to happen when we don't have a national national security advisor. Yeah, considering the timing, we have a security officer who has to resign because of performing, like, diplomatic um, conversations while he was a private citizen, basically. Um, and the next day, Russia is allegedly firing missiles. Uh, not good. Not the greatest thing to happen ever, so, yeah. That's very concerning. Um, also, we were... We kind of glossed over this because of the security issues that were going on in this conversation, but North Korea firing a missile is also very concerning. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, regardless of what you think of Hillary Clinton's policies as Secretary of State or potential security risks related to her private email server, I'd feel a whole lot safer if she was in charge because I believe she would actually know what she's doing. And she's not afraid of stairs. In other news, there's been some developments on something that's been going on for a really long time, Mm -hmm. which is Henrietta Lacks. So Henrietta Lacks died at a relatively young age. Um, She was 31 uh, when she died from a very aggressive form of cervical cancer. And actually, um, the cervical cancer cells were the first to live outside the body in a glass tube. um, And they've been dubbed the HeLa cells, and they've been the most widely used human cells that exist in scientific research. So it's made like a lot of progress and it was a huge contribution to the scientific community. Um, But yeah, so Johns Hopkins University, which is, you know, the forefront of um, medical progress, has basically been using um, these cells in research, but in an unauthorized way, as in they haven't like, the, um, Henrietta Lacks' family has not received any compensation for her cells. Yeah, how this all started was, um, when, uh, Lacks was in for treatment in 1951, um, cells were taken without her knowledge or her consent, um, and, which was standard practice at the time. Mm-hmm. They were not good at consent in 1951, turns out, um, and, um, totally coincidentally, just, 
they discovered that these cells did not die the way that other cells did. And they, in fact, um, continue to stay alive. And so they've been used in incredible amounts of medical research in the last 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. And she passed away um, without ever knowing that this happened. Mm -hmm. Her family did not know that this happened for a very long time. Right. Not until like relatively recently. But this became more well-known recently um, after a book called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks was published um, that told the whole story of Mm -hmm. who she was and her cells and what has happened with them since. And then finally, at some point, they actually um, included her family members and descendants um, in some of the decisions about what happens with these cells um, and research being done, but they still don't have a whole lot of say in what is happening and they did not receive any compensation Mm -hmm. for her cells that were initially taken. Yeah, and Johns Hopkins has said that they've never patented the cells um, and they did not sell or profit profit from the discovery or distribution of the HeLa cells. But, yeah, it's just... It just goes to show, like, things that happened in the 1950s is still coming back to haunt us now because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have enough scientific progress up until, I guess, relatively recently where, you know, you do have autonomy over um, what can and cannot happen to, like, your body after you die. Um, So this is just, like, a really interesting, interesting topic. Yeah, yeah, we have laws in place that you have autonomy over your body, in theory, um, (laughs) and, like, you are allowed to choose what happens to you like no one can force you to be an organ donor for example um you have to consent to that before you pass away but in this case yes it was standard practice um and there was nothing malicious about taking her cells they were just doing research and they didn't think anything of it because they never told people or asked for consent Mm -hmm, in this time But the fact that they did become so prominent and so important for medical research meant that it raises a lot of questions like, should the family be compensated? And this is all a question right now because uh, some of the family members are trying to sue Johns Hopkins Mm -hmm. because um, they were never compensated for this. They feel that, um, like, some of the family members have been involved um, with decisions regarding the cell since then, but Mm -hmm. this particular person feels like he has not been included um, and deserves more autonomy over um, his, I think this is... Her son is suing, but it was the people um, a few generations after him that were making the decisions. So he's saying that, he's suing and saying that he should be compensated. This whole situation kind of sucks and um, obviously everything would be much better if she had been aware what was happening and if they had acquired consent to take these cells and use them for research that would have been significantly better of course um but on the other hand now i don't necessarily think that her descendants should receive monetary compensation when john hopkins has not made money off of this if they were making money off of this and yes absolutely but when it's just been used for medical research and they haven't patented them in order to earn money off of them, I don't think that they should be required to pay her descendants now. I don't think that, like, that's, 
so true because it's not like Johns Hopkins is like waving these around and being like, oh, like here's $50 worth of sell, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But also like they've gotten a lot of benefit from these sales, maybe not monetary, but definitely like attention, reputation, like people are coming to Johns Hopkins probably to study these cells. They've been such a huge part of scientific progress. So I kind of understand where the family is coming from. I just think it's going to be hard to deal with that in court because it's like there weren't laws in place to begin with. So it's like, can you retroactively suit? You know what I mean? So I think that's an issue. That's more of the problem here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I do think that they should have say in how the cells are used Mm -hmm. um which is what is happening now with some of her descendants um and the systems that they've set up um and i think that that's right that they should be able to for example like veto research if they don't think that their that henrietta's cell should be used for them um but i don't know i don't know about getting money for them i guess i feel like you can't have both I feel like you can't get paid for it and then also have a huge say in what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like in charge of... Like, if Johns Hopkins was like, okay, fine, we'll, like, buy the rights or whatever to the cells or whatever, and then they can do whatever they want with the cells, including, like, maybe stuff that Henrietta Lacks wouldn't have approved of. But I don't think they can get both, as in the, um, the capacity to veto certain kinds of research, but then also to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to, like, pick a side. At least I think that's what they have to do. Yeah. Not necessarily legally, None, but yeah. just... Just in general. I do think it is undeniably good that her name is now known, though. Um, like, because of this book that was published. And it's being adopted into an upcoming Oprah Winfrey HBO yeah. special, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's being released later this year. Fun uh, fact. There you go. Um, but I... I think that it was really horrifying that for a super long time these were incredibly important um cells for medical research and saved many many lives but henrietta Lacks's name was not known to like the wider world mm-hmm. um and i mean this can get into um this can get into a lot of social questions because i mean nothing exists in a vacuum and henrietta Lacks was a black woman um in the 1950s who technically part of her body was taken without her consent and used mm-hmm. in medical research that she did not know it was being used for. And what were her cells taken because she was a black woman? No, it was standard practice at the time. But nothing exists in a vacuum. And that does affect the dynamic of like how her legacy is remembered. So I am glad that now she has this legacy and that people um, who know about these cells and who have just, like, read the book or are going to see the HBO special, like, will know who she was. It's just interesting to think about, like, if this was happening in my family, what, you know, the consensus would be. But that's just, like, a thought exercise that I'm doing in my head right now. Like, if it was your grandmother's cells, for Mm -hmm. example? Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, it's, like, because on one hand, you feel kind of like, I, feel, I would feel like kind of dirty, you know, like, oh, my grandma had cancer and her cells are being used, but now I'm like demanding money for it. But then you also feel like, well, what if this money could like help our family and this is what, you know, like our grandmother would have wanted. Um, so it's just, it's, they're just, there's just such a gray area. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be definitely interesting to follow, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about legal precedent in this case and anything to know if they do have a chance to win money from the mm-hmm. from John Hopkins, but but that's for people who went to law school to decide. So, the Grammys were on Sunday, which was super exciting. Um, I personally didn't watch them, but a lot of stuff a lot of stuff happened, so that's exciting. I didn't watch them either, but I read all 694 tweets on my timeline from the evening, so... So you I basically it's watched basically it. basically the same thing. <laughs> I got the highlights. I got all the important parts. Mm-hmm. Adele and Beyonce uh, killed it, as per usual. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for anyone who did not hear about this, Beyonce, um, savior of all of us, did an absolutely spectacular artistic performance... Um, that, I mean, I I did watch some of this online, because Beyonce, um, and, like, it highlighted, um, her pregnancy and all this incredible beauty. Yeah, she's, like, a better dancer, like, pregnant with twins than, you know, like, any of us will ever be. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine, (laughs) whatever. Um, and she was up for, I think, nine different Grammys, yeah, something like, like that. Uh, you know, album of the year, song of the year, everything. Yeah, and so she won um, a couple of them, including Best Urban Contemporary Album. I think it was album, not song. Um, and so she had a beautiful acceptance speech for that. And then she read her acceptance speech off of this gold card that matched her outfit because she's not going to be up there just reading off a white piece of paper. Like, she's too... She's above us. She does not mess with index cards when she can read, like, gold plaques. <laughs> but then we came around to Album of the Year, mm-hmm. which is, of course, like, the biggest... Um, award of the night and two of the nominees were Adele for the album 25 mm-hmm. and Beyonce for Lemonade and Adele won mm-hmm. and everyone went what so you said what and I said why oh god oh we should have coordinated better <laughs> but both are valid questions what do you think about this this is hard because I think both of them are so talented that so it's, like, hard for me to compare them, especially since they both do, like, different kinds of music. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that Beyonce is more of a performer than Adele is because, you know, she does, like, the dancing and, like, the gold dresses and the gold index cards and things like that. But, I mean, I don't think... I I don't think I would say that Beyonce is definitely more talented or, like, ten times more talented than Adele because, like, I think she's great. Um, But... When it comes to album of the year, which, you know, is such a prominent award and you have to, like, really consider not only the songs on the album, but also, like, the influence of the album. Um, Yeah, I don't know. My thoughts on this whole thing are, yes, Adele and Beyonce are both incredible performers. They Mm -hmm. both have several Grammys. They both deserve several Grammys. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hello, which is the main single from 25, like, Mm -hmm. was absolutely a cultural phenomenon. It was everywhere. And I think Hello won a Grammy Mm -hmm. um, for Record of the Year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fine. But I think she absolutely should not have won Album of the Year. I mean, Lemonade was a work of art. It was incredible. 
and it was so culturally important on so many different levels. And she just, like, dropped it, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, not only was it, like, absolutely beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, and well-constructed, and the songs were very, very good. It was, like, a video, it was, like, a, it was, like, it was an experience. It wasn't an album, it was an experience. Yeah, um, it was also incredibly culturally important, and it did an incredible job at something that is not done very often, which was this complete celebration of black women and black culture and identifying that in such a beautiful way and making this art for black women. Like, yes, like we can all enjoy it as not black women and appreciate like how incredible it is, but it's not made for us in the same way, Um, which is really important and um, has been commented upon and there's been a thousand hot takes and lots of like, also cool, well-thought-out articles discussing this. And 25, while a good album, mm-hmm. was just, you know, it was good. It was Adele, um, so of course it's going to be good, but it really wasn't even Adele's best work. And to compare yeah. that with, like, the cultural phenomena that was Lemonade, and to say that 25 deserves album of the year over that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. Um, who decides this, by the way? I have no idea. Because it's not voting. No, it's not, like, public voting. It's voting by... I know that the Academy Awards have, you know, the Academy. Um, I, th- I think the Grammys work in a similar way. Okay. I would bet a lot of money that it's a lot of white guys, because they decide most things. But what was really interesting is Adele knew it. She got yeah. up on stage and she was like, I don't deserve this award. Yeah, she literally just, like, praised Beyonce in her speech. Yeah, she said, Beyonce, like, this is, should be your Grammy. This is not mine. And everyone was like, whoa. Also, I, I don't know. That's, like, also uncomfortable. <laughs> she Kanye'd herself. Yeah. <laughs> because now it's like, oh, then how else are we gonna do it, you know, says everybody else. But, um, yeah. Oh, my God. I, like, don't know, like, what would you do in that situation? I mean, I feel like in order to envision that situation, you have to envision yourself as an artist having as much power as Adele, which is difficult for me. Um, (laughs) Because it's not like it was this, well, obviously, just some random person wouldn't be up for album of the year. Like, these are all um, important artists as it is. And I feel like she got up there and she both, one, has the social capital and ability to, I mean, she still walked off the stage with the award, but, like, to say, like, this should not be mine, I don't deserve this, um, and to point at Beyonce and say that you deserve this, um, like, she has enough power to do that and still be comfortable in her own achievements and abilities. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's difficult to do that because you also don't want to come off that you're, like, ungrateful or not, un- not even ungrateful, just, like, it's just, like, such a fine line between, you know, like, like, being able to, you know, give someone a shout-out in your speech and, like, really appreciate their album as a work of art, but also still, like, have pride in yourself, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, speaking from, like, not as Adele, but from as, like, a 20-year-old college student, 21-year-old college <laughs> student, um, but if I still, like, won a Grammy, like, I'd be so stoked, like, yeah, like, Maybe, like, even if it wasn't warranted, I would still, like, be kind of happy. <laughs> well, when you're Adele and you have, like, 12, it's different. Mm. Also, that was not what I was going to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but what I was going to say is you don't want to come off as condescending to Beyonce. To stand oh, up there yeah. on stage and, and be like, oh, no, you deserve this. I, I don't, I think it, I personally think it came off 
not like that. Um, not, like, patronizing to her. I mean, how can you even patronize to Beyonce? Like, she's so powerful. Um, but it, it, I think it came off as genuinely, like, I shouldn't be standing up here and I need to say that because I wouldn't feel comfortable not saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, oh no, I don't deserve this. I'm so humble. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I don't know how it, um, how it came across, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a lot, and of course there's been a lot of talk since then about, you know, appreciation of black art, uh, because, let's be real, that was probably a very large part of why Beyonce didn't win. Yeah, but, but, like, this is nothing new. I mean, this is just, this is, this is, this is just something that's, like, always happened, which is just awful, but it's just, like, this is just another reminder that, um, yeah, this needs to change. We need to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. because, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't even compare, like, Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift to Adele and Beyonce, but it was, like, they had a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same idea of the black artist not being appreciated. Yeah, like, um, I think it was, like, um, Taylor Swift's, like, Bad Blood music video versus Nicki Minaj's, um... Anaconda. Yes, yes. Well, that one was, Anaconda wasn't nominated. Nikki tweeted about it um, and basically said, you know, I think what she said is if your video celebrates thin white women's bodies then you'll be nominated. And Taylor Swift, um, although I, I love her on some levels, she is professional white woman victim in chief, um, tweeted back and was like, why don't you support other women, basically? And everyone went, oh, Oh my god, sit down. <laughs> yeah, because Nicki Minaj wasn't attacking Taylor Swift. She was just, like, saying, you know... Like, she was talking about, like, a cultural thing, and then Taylor Swift had to take it personally, and it was... <sighs> yeah, Taylor Swift has a lot of problems with white feminism and just not being on... Just not getting intersectionality at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily... Well, Taylor Swift won Album of the Year last year, I think, for 1989. Did she really? Yeah. That might have... Was that last year? Grammys? No, that was 2000... 1989 came out in in 2014. I know, but Grammys nominations are super weird. Oh, right, because 25 isn't, like, a recent... Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's on this weird calendar. I don't know. Chance the Rapper won, like, Best New Artist, but he's been around for several years. he's been around forever. I remember... Although Coloring Book was a great album, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Chance the Rapper won a couple of Grammys, and he totally deserved them. He also doesn't have a label. I know. Which is sick. He doesn't have any sales. He's totally a streaming artist. Yeah. And he won how many Grammys? Three? I think so. I think it was like Best New New Artist, something else. Yeah. That was a really cool step forward in terms of um, appreciating artists outside of the traditional Mm -hmm. record structure Mm -hmm. and being like, yes, this person. Granted, he had to be like one of the most incredible artists out there in order to win these awards. Mm-hmm. But that does open the door more for um, other people who are in non-traditional um, music situations, like not having a record or being streaming only and all these things. Yeah, definitely. So that's cool. Yeah. Also, <laughs> 21 Pilots. <laughs> oh, yeah, Quinn's fave. I love 21 Pilots. And, okay, this is the cutest thing ever, though. So they won a Grammy for Best... Something like pop duo performance, something like that, um, which is super cool. It was their first Grammy, and so they they announce that they win, and they run up there in their underwear. They have taken their pants off. 
And everyone's like, why have they taken their pants off? And they explain in their speech that several years ago, they were watching the Grammys with a bunch of friends, and they noticed that everyone was in their underwear, just, like, watching the Grammys, chilling at home. And they promised each other that if they ever won a Grammy, they would accept it like that in their underpants. Okay, that's absolutely baller. That's so cute! (laughs) I love that. I feel like I I would do something like that. Not with me, though, because I will not run up in my underwear. Okay, not with you. <laughs> People say stuff like that, like, oh, if I ever won an Oscar, I would do this or this. Yeah. And and they actually did it. They That's so followed cool. through. Oh, dedication. Okay, Jillian's tired and wants to leave. <laughs> I got two hours of sleep last night, fam. It's, it's been fun. a long, it's been a long, like, 24 hours. It's been a long semester. <laughs> That's all we have for today. You can find us on Twitter at MixedFeelingsFM or at Relay.FM slash MixedFeelings um, where there's a contact form. You can send us an email. You can also find us in the iTunes store where it would be amazing if you left us a review. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker. Thanks for listening today and thank you for talking with me, Jillian. Oh, thanks for talking to me, Quinn. I'm Quinn Rose. And I'm Jillian Parker. And these were our mixed feelings.